0: So we'll go right after right after you were married. Mm-hmm. Um Grandma explained in the last session a little bit of the honeymoon mm-hmm. um, with the cabin up in Bass Lake that yeah.
1: had bats. Yeah. <laughs> it really endowed in her mind. I don't I even forgot about that until we mentioned that's cute.
0: She said uh, they had no curtains, so you used your beach towels yeah. to
1: cover up the windows. Boy, that, she, had, she remembered those I didn't. <laughs> that's good.
0: So after you came back from your honeymoon, where did you— um,
1: Oh, Yo, you got it on now. Yeah. Oh. Where did you
0: guys move to?
1: Um, that's when we moved to Madeira to the, that uh, apartment. Um,
0: Do you remember the address of it? Or
1: no i sure don't but i i remember it was it was um uh, above a garage in back of the house of our insurance agent that's how we he he told us about it so we got got it there Uh, you know i might have to go back i might have missed that Uh, we might have stayed with my folks for maybe a very short time maybe a week or so um till till uh, our insurance agent came to do some insurance business and and mentioned about that i think he understood that it's not good to be living <laughs> when you're f- first married
0: um oh i i remember i was going to ask you cuz grandma remembered she said um when you went on your honeymoon oh. you your parents were not happy with you about something about that. Do you remember why they were? She said hmm. we started off we started off on the wrong foot.
1: Oh wow, wow. Do you know no, anything about that? No, I don't. Boy, I'm unhappy about. It. Maybe it it could have been something to do with the the day that 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 um, they wanted the reception at their place. And it might, it didn't correspond with the wedding, maybe, and and maybe maybe we stayed an extra day on our honeymoon instead of coming back in one day. That's that's all I could figure. Because uh, Grandma was kind of upset all the time, so I never could figure it out.
0: Um, so after you. Lived in the apartment above the garage. You moved into
1: the the house behind my folks in my folks' yard. And
0: that was the seven
1: three. six four road twenty nine. Yeah, just across the street from here. Yeah. And
0: um, that was the house where Grandma said that um, three the first three were born. Yes. Yes. So that was starting and it was Uncle Don was, um, well, why don't you go ahead and tell the full names and birthdays
1: and birthplaces. Okay. Birth okay, um, Don was junior, so he was named after me, uh, Donald Dean Bishop Junior, and uh, he was born August 13th, uh, 1957 and then uh, 22 months later, uh, Denise Lynn was born and her her name, um, I'm a little bit uh, at a loss where Denise came from, but Lynn was named after the doctor that delivered her. His first name was Lynn, uh, L-Y-N-N. And then Darren, (laughs) there was this actor that we, we became uh, liking on television that his name was Darren McGavin and uh, we picked up Darren's name from that and and uh, Darren Jean oh Jean was uh, after mom her name was her uh, middle name was Jean J-E-A-N and of course Darren's middle name was G-E-N-E and then uh, those were the three that were born in in our first house that we lived in and then uh, uh, then we moved down to the uh, friends brother-in-law uh, and I and another gentleman started this business uh, called cotton salvaging company, and uh, it was a, a machine that uh, would pick up, uh, in those days, the cotton that they planted here, it wouldn't, uh, the harvester would would uh, throw a lot on the ground, and so they had machines that would pick this cotton up off the ground, and these at the ends of the rows and this machine that we had would pick it up and and there was actually uh, a gin pre-cleaner on wheels and this gin pre-cleaner we met this gentleman through my brother-in-law and he had this machine but it was on a trailer uh, and and week we took it to uh, Valley Welding and Machine Works and converted it from the trailer to a ton and a half truck and built it on this ton and a half. It was actually a gin pre-cleaner so it could pick this cotton up that was picked up off the ground and it would actually clean it a little before it went into the cotton gin. And so it was of course it wasn't uh, class one cotton but it it did make the farmers a little money and we would charge by the the, uh, bale For it, we uh, oh, I worked. I worked at Valley Welling for must have been uh, over a month. Helping, had one one of their employees and I were working to put this machine on the truck, and then uh, the fellow that we bought the machine from and included him in the partner. uh, There was three of us. uh, He. His father uh, developed the machine that uh, the road department used to pick up scrap oil, uh, blacktop, and it, it had a conveyor that went over and dropped it in the back of the truck. Well, his idea was to build this on this to pick up cotton and put it convey it to the to the machine, and that's what took so long to build that, and. Uh, uh, we did I remember one instant I felt so bad this this uh, fellow that was was uh, helping me work or I was helping him at at Ballywell building this machine um, uh, he was a Japanese fellow in real muscular and he fell off of the truck one time and fell flat on his back and he bounced up I thought it, it would really and he just it, nothing he was so muscular that it all his muscles kept him from getting hurt, and uh, we became good friends. and And then uh, we hired a, a truck uh, to transport it down to uh, uh, Imperial Valley. And the reason was Imperial Valley is because the cotton that they planted down there was different than our cotton in the valley, and it uh, cotton in the valley that it would max out at Two and a half, to 3 bales to the acre, well, that cotton was called, uh, the, the, the cotton in the valley was called a and that cotton down there was made, uh, developed for the desert, it was called delta pine, and they'd get as high as 3 bales to the acre, uh, 5 bales to the acre, and so, but, but it, it didn't adhere as much to the cotton, to the to plant, and they lost sometimes almost 2 bales to the acre on the ground. So that's how our machine. Uh, when they found out, you know, it it could be picked up to make money. So, so we built it, and and uh, we had a little problem with the gentleman that had the machine, and we took him in a in a partnership that we were having problems with him, and so we quit. We quit doing it and parked the machine. I found a a, a, a trucking firm that would. Let me park it in his yard. and We were paying him so much a month, you know, and then, and then uh, finally, <laughs> I didn't ran out of money and we quit paying him, and and so the machine was just down there. And uh, uh, before that, though, this gentleman had that originally had the machine. He took it to a shop in Holtville, which is in Imperial Valley, and had a shop redo a lot of the stuff, and it cost. Wow, I know three to or five thousand dollars and it was billed to me to me and so uh, i i by this time, I was already we had moved the family to Coachella, and I was working for a growership or table grapes, and so he gave me the name of an attorney in Imperial Valley and uh, uh, we we took it to court and and we won the case and I didn't pay anything in that poor poor shop that built this stuff they were out the money that money that that they put into this machine uh, but uh, so it, it, that, we never did start the business again uh, we just we just left it there and well anyway it 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 was a, an adventure you know or an venture that um, didn't didn't pan out, but it had possibilities of art. Uh, you know, this is back in 19 uh, before 19, 1962 or let's see, 57, 59, 61. Yeah, about 62. Um, and uh, uh, you know, money was that many years ago. It didn't take much money to live on. We were it had, it had the possibilities of making a hundred and fifty dollars a day, which would have been fifty dollars each, which was pretty good for not, uh, uh, you know, for not actually doing. Uh, I was running the machine, and it worked well. It worked well, and then we tried to. Oh, I know what he did in a shop. He built a. A header on the front of this conveyor that they were going to actually drive down the rows and pick up the cotton instead of having other machine pick it up, uh, uh. and so uh, it never worked. But but the bill was there, you know. For I I think it might have been three thousand dollars in those days. That was an awful lot of money. I would have never been able to pay it uh, working for a couple of years. So so I went to work for. Uh back to Syrian then and that's when we moved down to to Mecca. I'm
0: just gonna move this just a little bit closer. Oh, I'm sorry. So um so you started with uh Don and Denise and then Darren. Yeah. And then this was this was in between Darren and uh Diana. Yeah, that, we, that cotton re- rec- reclaim. What is it called? Cotton. Reclaim? Cotton
1: salvaging Self- machine. Yeah, that. That's what the company was called. Um, yeah, because I left the farm in Madeira, and. It, it, it was it was kind of a recession depression in the raisin industry. So, no, we weren't in raisin. My parents were uh, went to the winery and and that was uh, not uh, anywhere luc- lucrative enough for two families to live on. So I decided that we had to leave, and uh, and uh, that's when we we went and found I guess my brother-in-law found this gentleman that. Had this machine, and that's when we what took me down there and then, while I was down there, I had a fraternity brother that that was living in in Coachella valley in near Mecca actually, and not too far from the uh, uh, intended employer that i I worked for and he he uh gave me the name of of bag richard bagdasarian and I went interviewed with him and he didn't have a position with me, so we came back to get our all of our belongings and and uh, uh, and move move down there. And uh, uh, he did call me back and offered me a job. Uh, he uh, he talked to uh, he had friends here in Madeira, and he talked to them and to find out what kind of a Person I was worker, and working, I guess he found enough that he wanted me to work for him, and uh, uh, the job he gave me. There was another person in that job, and he made an arrangement with the irrigation district to hire this gentleman so that he could make room for me. And I didn't know that at the time, and found that out later, and. Uh, uh, the irrigation did, district had a lot of experiments on the ranch that i I started with and and that's why they brought this gentleman to the irrigation district and he kept running the experiments on the ranch um, it, at first I didn't know it and then it 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 appeared to be kind of contentious when he knew I had his job and he liked his job but he had, he had a good position that. Irrigation district. So, so that's how how that started. And
0: do you remember I, when you started with the Bagdazarians?
1: Um, that would have been in. Uh, oh boy! I guess that was when I started in in. Uh, um, March of of 63 is when I started to work for Bagdasarian and I worked till January of 66
0: And the Bagdasarians those were that was the family that came up with Alvin and the Chipmunks?
1: His brother was um, Ross Bagdasarian and uh, Ross Bagdasarian actually owned a ranch that I started working on it was called uh, Ross Bagdasarian was in the uh, the the entertainment business and he was uh, actually a songwriter and he uh, in his days of traveling he went to uh, Africa and he was there and and uh, uh, hunting and he was at a bar one night and this this gentleman uh, 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 a local person came up and slammed something down on the bar and he said uh, what's that and the guy said oh it's a shrunken head and it turned out the guy was a witch doctor and so he started talking to this guy and finally i think he came back to california to hollywood and he wrote the song witch doctor which became high on the charts at one time and uh, he, he didn't make money because everybody else was making money off and he was just the the writer and the, and, a, and a singer so uh, uh, that that was his his start of, of making money and he finally realized that uh, he wasn't ma- everybody else was making money but him so then he eventually started his own production company and then he started making big money because he was he was not well off at all even though he lived in that that entertainment area uh, in fact Richard Richard always had he had he had, what a bit of money. And he told me that when he knew Ross was going to come out to visit him, he would run off and hide somewhere because he said he'd always come and want to borrow money from me. <laughs> and, then, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't loan him money. But after, after he became a, a really famous, he, he, he could have bought Richard out 10 times, you know, he, then he, 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 uh, he wrote another song was about armenian culture and it was called come on to my house and that was all that that uh, 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 hospitality of armenians to do when somebody visited them and he it it got way up in the charts too so he was doing well and then he where he got the idea of elvin and the Chimp Monks, it was he was playing a record one day and he he was fooling around with his record and he run it, turned it backwards with his finger and he had these squeaky noises, you know. And he said, boy, that sounds like chipmunks, you know. So he came up with the idea of of um, doing that to make the voices of the chipmunks. And he had, he had three little chipmunks. They were Alvin, Theodore, and Simon. And they would talk in this funny, squeaky voice, you know. And he made a fortune out of Alvin and Chipmunks. His name was he, he. went by the. He didn't think Ross Bagazarian would be a, an attractive name for. Uh, so he he called, he named himself David Seville, and it was David Seville and Alvin and the Chipmunks. You know, and he made so much money off that. And you know, uh, Richard and Ross were were so uh, involved in in their business that uh, they didn't live long uh, Richard passed away at 55 years old uh, three months after I left him he passed away and and Ross Baazziion two years later he passed away at 55 leaving his family with you know a uh, pretty good fortune but but um, they had a brother who lived in Selma had a little, um, um, uh, f- not a feed store, I forgot what it was. Anyway, he said he was 53 years old when Ross ba- passed away, and he said, Boy, if us Bagdisarians are dying that young, I'm, he sold his business, and <laughs> that was, I never heard about him after that. But uh, uh, Richard was really good to me. Uh, Uh, he never had a son he had one daughter and he evidently uh, took me in uh, gave me a job and and almost treated me like a son you know so I was I was always treated a little better than the other employees he had and they and they were always they knew it and they were always kind of envious that I would come in the last employee and, and and, and probably was paid more than the other employees that had been there ten years or so, and uh, and uh, could they could see that I, I was uh, I was his favorite, so so it was a good time for me, and I would I would have continued on, uh, but in in uh, 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 well at end toward the end of uh, 1965, my dad's health became really deteriorated, and and they had. They had some hired someone to run the ranch, and it didn't work out. And they asked me to come back, and so I did. And, and uh, I had I had these two opportunities in my life. That one with the guy that that uh, you know, like semi, offered me a job. If I didn't, the farming didn't work out, and in the entertainment business, and then uh, could have stayed with Bagdasarian. Uh, but it came back and we 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 went through this before, but struggling to help the the, the family get get this star the ranch that they first bought here in Madeira they bought in it was planted there were vines in this hundred and sixty acres it was planted in April and they uh, in nineteen fifty five and they bought it in July of nineteen fifty five so they had to bring it up from there, you know from. From, from ground, open bare ground, to being planted with uh, rootings, and, and they, they brought it up from there. So that's why, uh, backtracked to where I got a um, hardship discharge from the Army was mainly that reason, because there was more work than they could handle. So, <coughs>
0: 1966 was when you moved from Coachella?
1: Yes, January sixty six. Yeah.
0: Do you remember? Um, do you remember your, what your address was in Coachella?
1: I don't. We lived up. We called it the foothills. See where we were, where the packing house was, and uh, the farming was below sea level. We were we were down like a hundred and fifty feet below sea level, and then we had we had rented a house that was four miles. Uh, east of of uh, Mecca on Highway 195, which was the route to go to Arizona, and uh, uh, we were we were in the foothills. We were up, you know, and we were still uh, fifty feet below sea level, <laughs> up in what we called the hills. And so, uh, I, I boy, I just can't remember the address of that that place. It was in a grapefruit orchard we rented from. Uh, so a family that lived in uh, Yorba Linda uh, LA area and they had uh, this of uh, uh, 40 acres of grapefruit and uh, uh, we we rented the house there and then uh, he'd always come out and take care of the place and then finally we made some arrangements that I would I could irrigate the place for, for the rent and uh, we did that and uh, and I, you know, I'd do something early in the morning before I went to work, and after I came back from work, and so we kept that going. And, and sometimes, uh, if water needed to be changed, I, I wasn't available in Fran, and the kids would do it. So they were, <laughs> they were funny. Uh, she had an incident once where the 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 property was sloped quite a bit, and they would irrigate. On a, on a slant, and uh, one day, the, uh, one of the rows broke out, and she laid the kids in that this breakout while she shoveled dirt in. <laughs> so she shoveled dirt behind the, the kids and, and filled this pot in, uh, and she was crying and, and called me up. I didn't call. She called the, the office, and, and uh, the secretary uh, let Richard come on the phone, and... And she said, I need Dawn. And he says, that's the first time I knew that what he uh, thought of me. And he said, oh, you mean my son? <laughs> that, that was a shock. So uh, he, he sent me home, and I, I helped her out. And, and uh, the neighbor of this orchard we were in was a very cantankerous old man. And um, uh, the owner of the property... It was Richard Myers and he said whatever you do don't disturb that guy's property because he is terrible you know so that's all that was in Fran's mind when she had this breakout, and and uh, there was no way she could really stop it but anyway uh, I came there and, and I, I looked at that and I said uh, she said what are we gonna do you know it, by that time it was a big break and the water it was a lot of water I said not a thing. And she says, "What?" And because she'd been trying all this hour or so trying to stop this. And I said, "No, just wave bye, bye, baby." And she said, "Well, what about that neighbor?" And I said, "Well, whatever it is, it is, you know And so we never did hear anything about it. And the water went down and got in his property, but, but uh, nothing about it. But, so little incidents you know that happened to your life that, that uh, you remember those, those uh, things.
0: What do you remember about the early um, years of of parenting um, with Don and Denise and Darren? Of what? Of the early years of parenting. Do you remember? Oh.
1: No, because uh, when we moved down to Coachella, Don was the only one in school, and uh, he he was, was... Six. Yeah, he was five, and Denise was three, and and Darren was one, and so uh, uh, well, luckily we we lit, we rented this house, and it had a uh, n- there was a, a, a Cuchelli wa- Valley was loaded with uh, poisonous snakes, and uh, luckily this property was all fenced in. It had a nice uh, front yard, it was all fenced in, but it had about a a one foot uh it was a chain link fence and then about a one foot of real small uh wire uh, fence and and that would keep the snakes out so we never had any any problem with that we had we had quite a few instances on the on the ranch you know of of having snakes come in and you always had to worry about it because i was running a crew maybe 35 40 people in. And you always worried, you know, that they could get bit by a snake. And at and one time my crew uh, was out in the, in the vineyard and, and uh, one of those snakes got up in the wire and this guy reached in to do some work and there was a snake. The snakes that were prevalent down there were, were um, a sidewinder. And a sidewinder was, uh, they never crawled, they rolled. They rolled and... and uh, The other one was the big, big poisonous snake. Uh, uh, Darn, what the heck was that? Anyway, the Sidewinder was one that, you know, a snake you could run over and and kill it, you know. Well, a Sidewinder you couldn't because you run over with the tire and it just kept rolling. So the only way you could get rid of it is to stop on it and spin the wheels, you know, or get out with the shovel and 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 so uh, uh, poison stakes were, were quite a were prevalent and quite a problem down there uh so we always had to you know uh, protect our workers and and had to be on the lookout for things like that but but um
0: and keep the kids from playing outside too much pardon me and keep the kids from playing outside too no
1: much. you know we felt pretty safe with that fence the way it was and then they, this, uh, the real fine fence that snakes couldn't get in the yard and as long as we didn't leave a, a gate open or something. The, the, um, uh, the fence went all the way up to the house, and then there was a, a breezeway. There was two houses on this place, one that, that uh, uh, we lived in, and then there was a smaller house, and the two were connected by a breezeway. Well, you had to make sure there wasn't a gate open where the snakes could get in there, you know, so... As long as the kids understood that, so um, Josh, uh, Don, John, Don went um, started school down there in in Mecca. There was an elementary school, and and Fred uh, applied for a job and, and got a teaching job down there at the school. And then we had a Mexican family that that uh, who worked for the he worked for the irrigation district. And we would leave the kids off there uh, while Fran was in school, and I would uh, I would drop them off. I would pick them up from after uh, and take them to this lady's house, and she would watch them until Fran was out of school, and then she'd pick them up and take them home. So, you you know you have to have help with different different people, and uh, the kids were. You, now Darren was too young to go to school. Eventually, and, and, and when Don was in the uh, third grade, and then uh, Denise was in the first grade, and Darren was still uh, three years old, I guess, and he didn't—he didn't. He didn't um, uh, go, well, he stayed with this lady most of the day, and then uh, who will have to backtrack because Deanna was born in. Uh, 1963 um, and so she she was still uh, almost a baby when we left to come back here but uh, it was a different situation because uh, we had to find a different doctor than we had up here and we had a had a get find a hospital and she was born in Indio. There was the only Indio or Palm Springs were the only hospitals that were available, and and uh, uh, she was born in Indio. and And uh, Fran had a false call one night that uh, we took her to the hospital, and and it was a false alarm. So we had a I had the th- the three kids with me in the waiting room, and and. Uh, a uh, friend was in there, and so we took her back home. And we didn't have a, a car at that time. And we, we, uh, or, or, or no, I, we had a car, but we it, it broke down, and I didn't have enough money to fix it. So, so uh, uh, we were using the company pickup. Had all, all uh, uh, Fran and I and the three kids piled in the pickup uh one seat and in those days you know it was pre-seat belt days so you could do those things so the second time she went in and did have uh did deliver uh we had had all of her her, her purse and her stuff uh, with us and um, I don't know if the kids wandered off or something I went after and when I came back Somebody in that short, well, it was only a matter of minutes, came in and stole her purse. And uh, so uh, we had, after that, we had advertised in the paper for it. And, and uh, we got her purse back. Uh, I don't know how why they did it, but they did, um, I don't even remember how it was delivered. But we got her purse back with uh, everything in it except the money, which was uh, was you know no big deal, but she at least she got her driver's license and we probably had one credit card, I don't know. But uh, you know you think of those kind of incidents. Why would somebody seeing you sit there with three little kids uh, have the nerve to steal your huh? anyway? So those kind of, those kind of incidents uh, endow in your mind and you, you don't forget them. So uh, she had a good delivery. The, the, the doctor that was supposed to deliver her was out drunk that night, and she had a sub he had a substitute doctor who she would never seen before. Here, this woman is getting ready to deliver a baby, and his doctor is there who never she never seen before. That would have been kind of frightening, but but all in all, we made it through it, and and uh, she was only in the hospital, I think, a few days, and. Uh, I think uh, Richard gave me enough time off to be with the kids while she was in the hospital and then was back to work after she came home. So um, I think Lois came out and took care of Fran for a couple of weeks you know, after, after delivery and, uh, and help with the kids too. And of course, Darren was home and, and Denise and Donnie were in school but um, she she did a lot lot for for uh, Fran uh, fr- Fran as uh, she probably said in her messages, she, Lois was her 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 best friend. You know she did everything for Fran. Fourteen years difference in age. You know that that meant she was you know she was in her uh mid 30s or later when when uh, we got married so anyway
0: <laughs> what uh, when you were down in Coachella Valley would you said Lois would visit her yeah was, was there any other family that would visit
1: you know I don't recall him I think Lois is the only one that came out there um uh, in fact, Lois and Kenny, uh, we stayed with them for a while before we. Uh, the family was staying with them while I went into um, Imperial Valley with this machine, and they helped us out a lot. With boy, you know, they they uh, housed us and fed us, and I'd I'd come back uh, when we weren't working. I'd come back and, and be with them and. Yeah, it wasn't for Lois and Kenny. We we probably wouldn't have made it through, through those hard times, you know. But uh, until I got the job with with Bagdasarian, so um, uh, they, they were always um, uh, there for Fran and of course for me too, and uh, always willing to help with the kids and and uh, we were, we were probably even though they lived in in Cherry Valley, which was near Beaumont, California, uh, w- we would probably come up and visit him, you know, at least once a month or maybe more than that. And uh, it was like, that was our family, you know, from, we were, her f- friends' folks were in Downey, which was a 100 and some miles from Coachella. And, and my folks were, of course, 250 miles from Coachella. And, and uh, Lois and Kenny were the closest, and, and uh, actually the best friends we had. So uh, it, it, they were they helped us more than anybody, you know, with with uh, our 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 times that weren't weren't uh, too good.
0: So going back to um, just going back just a little bit to Madeira. 1957, Mm -hmm. Don was born. Mm -hmm. He was born in a hospital, or
1: yes, Uh, a hospital in Madeira. He's the only one that was born in Madeira hospital. It was called Dearborn Hospital, after a doctor's named after a doctor, and that was the only possible hospital that was in Madeira. And it was it was very small, a single story hospital, and only had maybe five or six rooms, and that's where Don was born, and, and uh, she had difficulty delivering Don, and, and uh, the doctor actually forced forced Donnie out and uh, used these tongs or whatever they are, and hooked it on his head, uh, pull him out, and he, and he, he almost he almost did damage to Donnie, but, but it came out. And uh, the doctor, she had uh she we didn't have a doctor at that time. She had gotten a name from a couple of teachers she with. She was with well those teachers were were uh, single women, older women that that you know they could have given a doctor that was experienced in delivering babies, but here they just give her a general practitioner a doctor who didn't probably didn't deliver a baby before. So that, that first delivery wasn't a good experience. And then after that they were, uh, Denise and, and Darren were delivered and had a doctor in Fresno who was a very, very good doctor. And uh, he was, uh, he, he was, uh, he and some doctors had ownership in this small hospital uh, in Fresno. That was, I can't even remember where it was, but. Uh, I think there was four or five doctors that owned it, and uh, that's where they were delivered. And then they're probably the facilities weren't, you know, as as well as one of the bigger hospitals. But uh, both of those children were born there, and that was the doctor that that had that didn't, Denise got the middle name from. His name was Lynn, Doctor Lynn. <laughs>
0: So, Donnie was a junior. Denise, you don't remember the origin of
1: the name? Denise, no, that that really puzzles me. We, we named all of them after somebody.
0: Did it just because they're all D's? Yeah. Like what was well, was the decision at the very beginning? Of
1: course, mom's middle name uh, letter was F, but she wanted all D's. It. I didn't even have any decision because I didn't really want, I, I, I did want to have the first child, first boy named after me. You know, I I did that, but then she wanted all Ds, so it was every one of them uh, was named D, so we'd find a name that started with a D, you know. and
0: uh, uh <laughs> so. Donnie,
1: Denise, Darren, um Deanna, what was the where did you get the name for Deanna? Deanna. Deanna D. the D her middle name was D E E. Deanna, where did that come from? Fran never mentioned that, huh? Well
0: we haven't gotten to that
1: part. Oh today. you didn't get to oh. Yeah, she'll remember. I don't remember where Deanna came from, where that name came from. Hmm. And
0: then Danine was born after you moved back.
1: Yeah, she was born in in. Uh, let me see: fifty seven, fifty nine, sixty one, sixty three. She was born in nineteen sixty seven. Six. Uh, uh, no, that's not right. Be sixty nine. She was six years. De- De- and Diana was 6 years old when Danine was born. Yeah, so she was born in 69.
0: And what was the um what do you remember Danine
1: Danine Renee Danine Danine what was Renee it had to do something with something we saw on television Renee Danine
0: Hmm. Okay. I can ask Grandma. That's
1: yeah. Cool.
0: Um, how would you describe uh, early parenting and raising your family? What were what were some of the things that you had in mind that maybe your parents did that you didn't want to do, or that your parents did that you did want to do, or mm-hmm. did you and did you and Grandma have a conversation about how you're going to raise kids or? How that
1: went. Yeah, you know, one thing, uh, one thing, I I was raised, my sister and I was very strict, and, and uh, my folks didn't spare the rod, and so I I raised the children like that, too. I knew they were going to be, uh, they were going to have to uh, mind and respect me, and, and if they didn't, then, you know, uh, there were consequences, so we try to try to have in mind that we wanted them to be good people good kids and uh, be good in school uh, and don't don't cause trouble um, and and it, we' were pretty I thought we were pretty successful in, in raising them that way that and and we wanted them to have respect for us and respect for uh, older people, other not older people but people older than they were and uh, uh, to they never uh, they never made fun of someone who was older than they were you know they never disrespected anyone and they uh, i think i think we were successful in trying to uh, raise them to be polite to everybody and everything and have good manners and good hygiene, and and uh, uh, do good exercise, and and uh, so you know it. it everything kind of fell in place after that. After you set the the original parameters, so we we thought, you know, we you know we know as as parents that we we probably didn't do some things we should have, but but we try to do the basic. Things to to raise a child.
0: Um, did you guys have a special meal that you enjoyed sharing with the family?
1: Well, I think, I think uh, roast uh, pot roasts were always a good a good meal for for uh, us, and and uh, I think the kids enjoyed them, and we always. Made sure that we had uh, we had uh, uh, salad and meat and vegetables and and a, a, a small dessert at every every meal except breakfast. We always had eggs and and either bacon or sausage for for breakfast and and uh, uh, Fran was loved bacon so much that the kids learned to eat bacon at an early age and. And I don't know what they if they carried it on, but but I was I was never uh, that fond of bacon. I liked ham. When it came to pork, you know, I liked I liked ham. So when the when they rest of made bacon, I always had a piece of ham. Uh, we always try to have a a good meal for you know f- for health reasons and for strength reasons, you know, and and so. Uh, even though you know we didn't have the money to buy a good thing we bought stuff that was was good but but not expensive so uh, they they had to get by with that you know because that's that's what the situation was
0: do you have a favorite memory of the the early years of parenting
1: Yeah, I think I think when we were down in Coachella Valley, that was probably the most enjoyable parenting. You know, we of course we were young enough, and we'd we'd get out in the yard and and play with the kids, and every day, you know, I'd come home from work, and Fran came home from teaching, and and we'd spend a lot of time just playing, whether it was playing with with a ball or 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 something, but but um, we were. I think we were more relaxed because we didn't have, um, we didn't have family close, you know, so there was never any uh, family knew what we were doing, so there was never any family influence or or, or interference, you know, and uh, I think friend and I talked about, those were the good years, you know, when we were, we were alone by ourselves and we had to make new friends, you know, and, and those those friends uh, stood with us. We made we made some real good friends down there. Couples that that we had uh, very good times with. This gentleman that I said earlier was a fraternity brother that that uh, told me to, to go to Bulgaria and look for a job. And we uh, he and his wife and their children we we be, we became real good friends as married couples and uh,
0: what was what were their names.
1: Andy Thompson was his name, and I I can't remember her name. Um, He he had I think, I think he was on his third wife, but uh, I can't remember whether he was on his second marriage. When they had um, three children, I think. Um, His first wife was from the first two wives were from the Alley area, and one of them was uh, from a wealthy family, and she had a wreck right outside their home where they lived in, uh, in Orange, the uh, city of Orange. And uh, he went out to uh, uh, assist and, and <laughs> I guess she, she, even though she had her folks had a lot of money and they didn't, his father was a teacher and his mother they're both teachers, and they didn't have that much money. But, but um, by him helping her somehow, he got he got her convinced that she ought to marry him, and she did. Now that I'm a little confused whether that was the mother of his children or the first wife was the mother of his children. I don't know. Anyway, or that that lady might have been his first wife, and it didn't last long, and they didn't have children, so it didn't, it could have been his second wife where he had the children, so eventually he left Coachella Valley and went to Oregon, and he's he's still in Oregon. They were, yes, we had a couple other uh, families that um, that we hung out with, and we'd go to the we'd go to the mountains. Uh, one one of the couples' parents had. Had a cabin up in uh, Idlewild, and uh, we went and stayed with all four couples. Went and stayed with them for a weekend, so we we had a close bonding because uh, neither one of them had families there either, and we we didn't. So we were kind of bonded to each other, you know. And so that was actually our more or less our families. Were the couples that we.
0: <coughs> Is there um something you'd say you miss most about having young children in your home?
1: Well, I think the the playing and the <coughs> and the laughter and the and the. Uh, the four children always got along real well uh and that that was always um a pleasure for Fran and i darren and and deanna were probably the closest and they used to they used to have these little mini fights but boy they they would protect each other when somebody else wanted to wanted to interfere with them and but even to this day, Deanne and, <coughs> and Darren have a good relationship, and I think that that's one of the things that we remember most is that uh, it was a close knit, and and that's uh, that was uh, a pleasure to us to see that they they could because uh, we seen we seen and in my own case uh, that my brothers and. Uh, uh, it didn't get, sisters didn't always get along that well, you know, and, and uh, we always, little scrabbles didn't mean much, and they'd, they'd always uh, protect each other, and and if they had little problems, they'd make up, so. Do
0: you have any additional additional stories about um, just all that to right about 1970. Um, so going from 1956-ish to 1970. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything in there that, um, that I might have skipped over?
1: Well, uh, see, when we came back in January of 66, the folks had bought this place that we're in now in uh, in uh, I think November of 65.
0: So this is 1799 Road 29. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so uh, the previous owner uh, had remodeled this house, even though the house was well over 100 years old. They had remodeled it in 1950, so it really had a a 50s style instead of, you know, being uh, looking ancient. And so when we moved in, of course, to us it was a new house. It took my mother and Fran about four months to to get the place in the condition she, you know she thought she'd like it repainting and re wallpapered she wallpapered everything in here repainted the whole house um, she uh, I don't know how she got it done with teaching but she but she did I did I was little help because I was out in the field most of the time. After this place came available then it was just double the work you know and uh, so and my dad in the condition he was he couldn't he couldn't do anything from nineteen fifty eight on he never he never did a thing he never even got hardly got out of the house to get get probably to get in a car and go someplace but he couldn't he couldn't work anymore so uh, uh, that when when i when we left to go to Coachella Valley, that was a real blow to them, you know that in his condition that he he uh, that we would leave him and uh, it 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 probably wasn't uh, in retrospect a good choice in my uh, my choice i I didn't feel we were getting along well enough and and Fran wasn't being treated well enough that i I just felt we had a get in a, in a better situation and we did it was it was tr- almost three wonderful years that we were apart and and uh, and if my dad was well we might never have come back to Madeira I don't know we had we had opportunities down there that looked like uh, promising you know of, of buying property and and uh, I'm sure I could have found some Property with home on a ranch, and I'm sure Bagasarian would have helped me, but but nobody ever didn't even know he was sick. Uh, I guess he had a heart condition which he never told anybody. And to think that I left in in January of '66, and he passed away three months later, it was it was quite a blow too. Um,
0: uh
1: Let's see, you, you said the 70s, yeah, we when we moved here in 66, then the, um, the house was, as well, it was all bare floors because they were really good hardwood floors, but we didn't think the children at their age could play on hard, you know, bare floors, so we, we had re-rugged the whole place so that the kids could roll around the floor if they want and not not get hurt and uh, we were fortunate that uh the house had a <clears throat> a master bedroom and <clears throat> master bathroom and then it had uh, separated by a living room were were three other bedrooms that uh, you know the the boys stayed in one bedroom and uh, uh, one one daughter slept in one bedroom, and, and the other two daughters slept in the other, other bedroom. And so, uh, uh, eventually, in, that was in the 70s. But, but before that, Deanna and and Denise had their own bedrooms, and the boys slept in in uh, one bedroom. And uh, <laughs> it was um, it was unfortunate that. Uh, there there weren't the the, the siblings uh, by sex weren't closer together in age because there was four years difference between Don and Darren and four years difference between Deanna, Denise and Deanna and so and then of course six years difference with with um, uh, Deneen uh, but um, I don't know. I mean, I guess we we prayed to have two boys and two girls, and we got them. And I guess we we did pray to have boy, girl, boy, girl, and then we didn't realize that it, it would have been better if they would have been closer in age. Uh, but it, it it worked. They as they grew older, then they got you know they they got closer in age by just uh, being around each other. But. Um, yeah, 70s, we had, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't have enough time for the kids. I, I was I was always sorry about that. You know, I was working all the time. We never took vacations. We were fortunate that when we came in this place, there was a swimming pool already. I would have never, never been able to have one built. But, but um, the kids were in the pool all the time, so they never really... Uh, evidently required a vacation you know like every all their friends had vacations every year they never said when are we going on vacation Or no, they were just happy to be playing in a pool and all four of them could swim well and they played uh, a lot and then of course when Deneen came along they they kind of Denise kind of took her in as, as uh, she kind of mothered her a lot because she was uh, ten years older than Danine, and and um, she kind of took her in as as her, her responsibility was helping mom raise her, and um, but uh, <laughs> everything everything seemed to work out in spite of what we might have failed doing, you know, as parents, everything worked out fine. Uh, we 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 probably as as uh, uh, human beings questioned God's plans, and uh, after after all's over, we looked back and said, "Boy, this was God's plan." You know, thank thank God we 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 believe that God had authority over us and had our had our interest and and. Uh, uh, when when we had difficult times, we would we would get through them, you know. And the, and the kids never complained about not having things that other their friends had. You know, they had, you know, like going on vacations or having certain toys that we couldn't afford to give them. And and they were always satisfied and and made do with what they had.
0: Uh. <clears throat> So stepping out of the family timeline, um, some more world events were hmm. happening in the 60s. Sputnik, do you remember when Sputnik was launched? Or?
1: Yeah, but, you know, I, I never gave it much much uh, 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 precedence you know, in my life. I, I just, you know, it was an event that happened, and, and I didn't know what the uh, purpose of it was. I was not... I was never uh, uh, engrossed about politics, you know. It was always something different. I didn't didn't realize there was such competition between the United States and and Russia with being the first to get in space, being the first to get to the moon, you know. I didn't uh, I didn't really uh, maybe I didn't care you know, I I just didn't see the importance of it, you know. And uh, even though uh like i said before that i was raised to to understand that communism was evil you know because they're the ones that that caused our ancestors to to leave their their sec their homeland which russia was their homeland because they were born there even though they were german descent. and uh uh it, it, it and i said before it was such a bad time in their life that they never talked about it it's just that I knew that um, y- you had you had to have hard work. You don't you didn't depend on the other person to help. You know you had to get it on your own, and and this business about equal sharing was not in our in our culture at all. You know everything was you you get what you you know you work for, and you don't you don't um, have the community help you out. You know, and so that was. Uh, that was a kind of anti-communist attitude that that was uh, instilled in my life early and I carried it on I I am even worse today than I was then you know about about those those political features and uh, it bothers me worse and it probably bothers me because I I hate to see my family uh, being uh, in engrossed with these people that that uh, i don't think are are good you know and i know i i i go to extreme sometime and the family probably wonders why i'm so adamant about it or so weird but but that's the way i was i was raised so
0: <clears throat> what do you remember about um july of 69 when the when Apollo 11? Was launched. Do
1: you remember? You know, not.
0: when the moon landing happened.
1: Not really. Not really that much. Uh, you know, it was another event in life, and and we 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 got to learn that there were uh, we were progressed on, and, and the old things were behind, and new things were uh, and. Uh, uh, things in our lives um, change so fast that uh, we probably didn't uh, put presidents on president, president on a lot of things that that should have been important, and we just uh, kind of let them slide by.
0: Do you remember anything about the beginning of the Vietnam War? The what? The Vietnam War. Battle of Saigon
1: or anything? Yeah, I I, I, I do remember that that uh, uh, the country was really divided. You know about about that war and and it uh, there was a lot of anti-patriotism that that um, evolved from that that um, that conflict and uh, uh, it 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 uh, it kind of tore the country apart because there were those who were were uh, uh, felt uh, felt allegiance to the servicemen that had to go over there even though uh, they didn't know why and, and the young young uh, servicemen were put in a situation that they never thought they'd be in and, and then when you had a country that part of the country was was against the war and and uh, uh, they just You know, it tore. It really was the first. uh, The other wars, uh, first world war and second world war, kind of brought the, and the Korean war brought the country together. But this one really divided the country. You know, and we we got so much of anti-war demonstrations in that period of time that that it was uh, it it was actually tragic that uh, people could live in a country and not not be uh, supportive of it and uh, some of the politicians caused caused some of that and some of it was just um, the uh, anti-American people that had caused a lot of our divisions in the United States and that was their purpose I guess so.
0: Stepping back just a few years, what did you think of Kennedy, um, in and his assassination in nineteen sixty-three? Mm-hmm. Do you remember anything around that?
1: Well, I was um, I was working in Coachella at that time, and and uh, Richard Bagazarian was was uh, was. Um, uh, I guess as I look back, was a true conservative, and he was kind of an anti-Kennedy, uh, Kennedy clan, type of thing. And and he was, um, I, w- I was sad when when uh, President got got assassinated, but but um, uh, I I I didn't like what his attitude was. He was like, uh, you know, it was almost like oh he asked for it. You know, he did some of the things that. That um, were were uh, uh, opposed opposing to a lot of people, and and uh, but um, I thought, you know, to, to you know, you were taught to always respect your your president, even though he might not be of your party. But but um, uh, to think that someone would take a life just because. Uh, he he made kind of decisions that someone didn't agree with, and and uh, that that was hard to take. But um, I I don't know it it that probably was a little period when it 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 um, that assassination did kind of bring the country back to reality that that we were a country that should be together, you know. And I think most everybody was was. Uh, was sad about the assassination, regardless of what their political beliefs were. But um, anyway, um, we realize looking back that his his form of of uh, democratic uh, policy, politics was uh, much different than it is today, and and that he was probably the last of the of uh, 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 semi conservative. Uh, Democrats and after that it got, it got completely out of hand to where it is today, you know. And of course today I believe it's, it's not even Americanism, but, but um, you know, uh, he was, he 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 was he didn't he he was definitely against communism, you know, which some of the later, uh, later politicians were soft on communism, you know. And that, that was very disturbing, and so. We had to respect him for that, you know. He was, he uh, tried to protect uh, American interests, you know, and and try to bring, bring uh, people back to uh, uh, wanting to be an American again, you know, and be patriotic. But uh, uh, I think that that was the last uh, when that assassination happened. That was the last of the, of the. Uh, a, a true American from either side, you know.
0: What did you think of Johnson's presidency right afterwards and the whole Great Society thing?
1: <clears throat> well, I, I I certainly didn't think much of it. I thought he was a, a weak president, and after having a strong president, you know, that he, he came in by default. And, you know, you always had the feeling that... Uh, <laughs> he always had the conspiracy feeling that maybe maybe he had something to do with it, you know. He was, he was so uh, obsessed with having power that he he think he had the feeling, which was probably correct, that he couldn't be elected. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I was always suspicious of the whole thing, why it happened. And uh, but I never I never uh, that was probably the first uh, of um, people that were not of my political party that would that that I'd, I I had nothing to do with after that. And then from there on, after um, John Kennedy was assassinated, I never I never uh, would trust anybody of opposition. You know, but. You know, right or wrong, that's the way it was.
0: What did you think of Nixon?
1: Well, Nixon, I thought was was a good president, and, and, and you know, after after their their legacy, you have, uh, uh, and I probably wanted to think more of him because my brother-in-law hated him so so viciously that, and you know, called him names and stuff that it probably. In order to, uh, I, I would, I would voice my uh, uh, opinion for him, because maybe it wasn't even uh, always totally for him. But it, it just, uh, just uh, that people that that uh, vocally opposed him so much, I'd, I'd try to, uh, but. Uh, which
0: which brother-in-law was it?
1: Dwelling uh, uh, down, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It was my sister's husband. Yeah, he was. He was boy. He would say things about Nixon that really, really tore me apart. But uh, uh, you know that that period of time after the Second World War, it it was a, a period of. Uh, tr- uh, I didn't think much of uh, of Franklin Roosevelt, and I didn't uh, pr- probably because uh, influence from my dad that that his thinking of of uh, Roosevelt, and then. Truman came in in the war and uh, thought a little better of him you know and then and then um, uh, they tried to get him out so they brought Eisenhower in and Eisenhower was a was a weak president you know and and uh, and Nixon was stronger
0: You mean you didn't like Ike uh,
1: well oh, yeah I liked Ike but I just didn't think he had the the uh, political ability you know he was a good a good soldier. I, d- I didn't think they should have brought him in, out of the battlefield, and brought him into a, a position like that because um, there's a difference between fighting a war and and fighting a, a political war. But um, he was good. No, he was a good man, and and uh, uh, I just I just was sorry that uh, the party brought him in to uh, get rid of Truman and and uh, then after that it was it, there was not re- until Reagan there was not really a strong you know a real strong president there was things that didn't and, and Nixon did things that were weren't uh, above board and and uh, then Agnew was very weak and and you get in that period of time when you needed a a strong a real strong uh, president that people could respect, and here here came Reagan. Boy, it was just we needed it. And uh, after after uh, my all my anti-communist teachings and leanings, and and uh, when I, I read the book that was written by his youngest daughter, and, and uh, when she uh, or someone who was helping him with the book interviewed all the the Politburo that were still left, and they said, uh, everyone to the last man said that if it wasn't for Reagan, communism would have never folded. And I thought, we knew Reagan was a strong president, we didn't know he was that strong. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, politics, uh, I never liked politics, but, but uh, I like I good politicians, you know, and I thought Reagan was, was the best we ever had. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it goes on to believing what is right and what is wrong. And, and I think he he always knew that that you could only do right, and, and politicians weren't always uh, eager to do the right thing, you know. They, I had a friend in church once said that I was dressed up real nice in church once, and he said, boy, you look good enough you could be a politician. I says no, I never could because I said I don't lie and I don't steal, so I never make a politician. And he, he he laughed about that. And that almost went true about a lot of the you know a lot of the politics. You have to do things that you probably don't even believe in to be a to get into to office. Any any other additional things about
0: uh, the sixties? Can think of who? Uh, any
1: of the '60s? Oh, I'm the '60s. That of. that probably was, you know, uh, the worst time when I uh, uh, every everything I in later life I, I I blamed everything on the on the radical '60s. You know, they I I think they changed the country so much and and they divided it more than anything, and they were. Of course, they were a product of the Vietnam War, and they, they, um, and and most of the the radicals were uh, uh, were the ones that that uh, knew how to avoid the draft, you know, and and uh, either ran off the can or did things that they they did they could uh, avoid the draft, and so uh, the things they did, I was I was called. Uh, our country was was ruined by the hippies. <laughs> That's what I always referred to hippies, and uh, it was a different. It was such a different lifestyle, and so anti-American that I just, I thought it was terrible. Uh, uh, the sixties could have been uh, could have been good. You know, we could have uh, we could have had that war that that uh, would unite the people, and we knew that. There was a cause for the war, and it was to uh, to stop the advancement of communism. But it 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 seemed like there was so much uh, uh, sympathy for the for the, uh, uh, the communist side, the, the left-leaning politicians, and everything. That it, it really it I think the '60s were the worst generation we had, and. Uh, uh, we we try to come back and, and and thank God in the '80s Reagan came back, but but uh, uh, after Reagan it slipped again, <laughs> and uh, uh, now it it's slipping further, and we we don't know how to get it back, uh, get the country back to where everybody believes in it, but but uh, it is divided, and it's it's sorry, but. But uh, when when you think of the country, so many people are are anti-God that that you know they, they came to the movement where they wanted to take God out of everything, you know, and and uh, uh, they don't they're not punished for it because uh, God gives us the opportunity to to do that, help and and uh, correct the situation. He, he doesn't have to do everything for us. We have to, you know, start doing things ourselves. And and uh, I guess that's why he allowed the '60s to happen, you know, so that it would it would wake up people to believe that that something is not right in this country, you know. And uh, the things that went on, you know, the the um, the obsession with sex, you know, the uh, the criminalizing of things and 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 uh, and uh, not criminalizing some things that were were criminal and it's just like you know you could do whatever you want and and if you got caught and it was it wasn't your fault it was uh, the guys that caught you it was their fault that. And and you know it 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 came when a when a generation that grew up should not have had that that influence, but all of a sudden it just kept going. Now we went on, and that those those individuals from the '60s that that turned the country against each other, then their genera- their children came on. Having that same ideology, you know, and then their children, which are the grandchildren of the original 60s, uh, they're, you know, they never changed. They didn't. Now we're trying to get them back, you know, the the third, fourth generation from then, and and that that's hard. Uh, so um, uh, the country was started, you know, with God fearing people and. Uh, when they when they thought it was important to get God out of the country and, and wanting people to believe that God had nothing to do with the starting of this country, then it 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 really made it divided.
0: Uh,